Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere in the bag that's what this is all about welcome in a brand new edition the fifth hour with ben maller and danny g radio and we are here for you as a public service eight days a week eight days a week we bring it i know that's uh, very impressive but danny g good Weekend so far with the great Brent Musburger on Friday and uh, tales of Maller and Danny G on Saturday. And now we are ready to dive right in to the mailbag. Are you prepared? It's been a great weekend so far. As a producer for FSR, we always say this to the talent when we're going into the last hour of a good show. We tell them, great show so far. Last hour. Don't fuck it up now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, you must finish the race. If you're leading the New York Marathon at mm-hmm. the 20-mile mark, you have not finished the race. You still no. have to finish the race. You can't, you can't declare victory before the race is finished. It's the eighth inning of a baseball game with the rival, and you're winning 5-3. to three. You can't choke it away. 
And you want to win. You want to finish this because then the crowd will go wild. And everyone will be excited. The proper way to start a mailbag. There's only one way to start a mailbag, and that's our buddy, the great Ohio Al. Strike up the band. It's in the bag. All right. Thank you, uh, Al. And uh, let's get to it here. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. I know you're excited. So we begin with a question from Blind Emmett, the Seahawk fan in Olympia, Washington. He's about to start college at Washington State. Good luck, Emmett. Dominate Washington State. You'll probably have ladies all over you getting your attention and all that. You'll be very popular. But don't forget about us. Uh, Emmett, uh, he says, this question is for Danny G because you already answered it. If there was a spider in your car, like a big one, <laughs> would you call your wife for the other car? So I heard this story from Coop off the air when he came in late early Monday morning. So I'm guessing that he told the story on the air and you guys all teased him. Uh, correct. Now, Coop showed up about... 15 20 minutes late i forget i didn't like write it down but he wasn't there when he was supposed to be there and uh, he usually cuts it pretty close anyway he goes at the very last second so he doesn't leave himself a lot of room but he showed up uh late and then explained that there was a spider he spotted in his car he got the ebgbs he's got arachnophobia and so he pulled over in the parking lot uh-huh. and demanded his bride to be he's not married yet but he demanded his, his wife to be take her car and then switch cars my chick would laugh and never let me hear the end of it if i told her to come relieve me of a spider are you kidding me i have to go help her with spiders she screams when she sees one and i look at it i'm like babe come on that's one of the big spiders that eats the bugs Spider's venom never really scared me all that much, except for the Black Widow. When I see a huge Black Widow, okay, I get it. Uh, average in your house up in a corner spider that is not going to do anything to a human? Uh, no, and it's funny because my stepdad, he was a huge guy, former offensive lineman in high school. He was one of those guys where he loved to try to intimidate people with his size, but whenever he would see a spider... He would scream like an eight-year-old girl. What about a nine-year-old girl? <laughs> it was awesome. But it was also very emasculating because I remember my mom giving him a lot of shit about that, and he was embarrassed by it. A spider wouldn't scare me like that. Maybe a snake? Yeah. There was a snake coming through the vent in the car? Okay, then I would call somebody. A spider? No, I would try to just beat the shit out of that thing until it was dead. And I got to point out that the marketing campaign for the Black Widow is wonderful. Like, I'm the same way with the Black Widow. But if you go on the Internet and type in deadly spiders, the Black Widow is really low on the list. It's actually that brown recluse, right? Yeah, there's like there's a bunch of spiders that are more trouble to human beings. Mm -hmm. but Nobody mentions those names because when the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend. It's uh, the legend of Liberty Valance. And so... 
the, or the man who shot Liberty Valance. And so the legend is the Black Widow, and you forget all the other terrible spiders. And anybody brings those up, you're like, come on. Stop it. And, but no, those those other ones are worse than the Black Widow. It's kind of like dinosaurs. What If I asked you, Danny, what is the most famous dinosaur? T-Rex. That's right. Exactly. T-Rex because of marketing. Yeah. People know T-Rex, but there were a ton of other dinosaurs. But T-Rex is the most famous dinosaur. Yeah. Why did we all have to drink milk at the dinner table? Yeah. Why is that, Danny? Marketing. Exactly. And and, and uh, breakfast cereal. Like, oh, yeah. oh you know, definitely. The whole, the whole, in fact, the entire slogan, one of the great marketing success stories is breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Bullshit. Uh, but it, they they had to sell. I think it was Kellogg's, if I remember correctly. They had to sell breakfast cereal. And for many, many years, people for breakfast, you know what they would eat, Danny? They would eat leftovers from the night before if they had steak or whatever. But that slogan or whatever, like pasta. But Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, the guy behind Kellogg's, it was his marketing slogan that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And there are people to this day that are convinced that is the case when it was just something that a guy who needed to sell cereal came up with. Anyway, yeah. all right, uh, getting carried away here. Uh, next. Oh, you uh, learn something new every week on this show. Uh, that's right. Uh, You've got mail. All right. Chris in Maricopa to Iowa has a hodgepodge of questions. He says, don't you get aggravated when you are asked to donate money to charity outside a billion-dollar corporation uh, store, one of their stores like Walmart? I want to ask them how much the owners and CEO gave first. It annoys me to no end. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you, Chris. You know my thoughts on charity. And you know I, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't be charitable. You should be charitable. But uh, the when the big companies are asking for donations, I, I get a little uncomfortable. And they usually what they do is like, would you like to donate a dollar to so-and-so? Yeah. Do you want to round up? Yeah. Like, yeah. not with you. Yeah, exactly. My <laughs> answer is always no. My answer is always no. And I like, listen, if I want to give that money, I will make sure I give the money. And, and my wife and I, we do uh, you know, donate somebody, but we don't promote it. We don't announce it, that kind of stuff rather take that 85 cents from rounding up and send it directly to St. Jude's hospital. Exactly. And you really have to do your homework. I have been fortunate over the years. We had submitted prop bets. There used to be one of the sports books. They would take a prop bet. They'd have a contest and then they donate thousands of dollars to charity in the name, whatever it was, I forget how much, but it was a good amount of money in the name of our show. And so what I would do is I would always, I would spend a lot of time trying to find out which charities actually, which and, and my big thing is cancer. I lost my mom to, to breast cancer. So I, I always would go to the cancer charities, but a lot of them use weasel terms. Uh, they use awareness. I don't give a shit about awareness. I think people know about cancer. So what I want is the money that goes to charity that, mm -hmm. that goes to research. Route. Research. Yeah. That, to help that, find a cure. Exactly. That's going to help future generations where we're long dead and gone. And so uh, there's a place in New York that does cancer uh, research. I forget the name off the top of my head, but they, they're really good, for example. But but yeah, to answer your question, Chris, that annoys me. Uh, Danny, you agree with me on that, right? We're both. Oh, 1000 uh, percent. He also says best ride. You went on at an amusement park as a kid or an adult. 
I don't know, best. The one I love, and I still, even as an adult, it's kind of embarrassing to say, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, I go to Disneyland. I don't go there very often, but I, I flash back to, like, when I was a, a little fat kid, and I'd get on Pirates of the Caribbean, and I loved it, and it was cool. It was always, I'd go to Disneyland, it'd be really hot, and it was always really cold, and there was, you know, not the, the water, and it was just, just neat. But it was a lot different back then, Pirates of the Caribbean, because there were guys chasing women, and it was <laughs> not politically correct. The Wokesters hadn't gotten to to Disney at that point, and so they did things a little differently. What about you, Danny? I love the Pirates of the Caribbean because of that smell. It, it's that water, right? It's the yeah. smell of that sitting water. Yes. It, it's crazy how certain smells can trigger childhood memories. And for me, that's one of them because as a little kid, I, I was only – maybe three years old the first time my mom brought me into Disneyland. But I remember because of that smell. It's so distinctive to this day when I walk into that ride, all of a sudden I flash back to the first time my mom brought me into that park. And it's also one of those things, as I remember back, where you thought through the eyes of a child, first of all, you thought you were going to a different world. I did. I was like, we're going underwater. We're going down. You, know, you have to go down a couple of uh, drops. Yeah. And, and so, oh my God. Yeah. And, and and as a kid, I was like, these look, look like real people. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the lagoon too, after the drop. Yeah. And the the fake bombs are going off in the water. Yes. As a kid, that was real. All of that that was happening was real. You're like, oh my God, I'm in a war zone. I'm on a yeah. boat, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and they did a great job the way they had the ceiling look like the sky. Yeah. And all of that as a kid, it fooled you. You're right. And remember the the fat guy that would be sitting on the bridge drinking the bottle or yeah. whatever. And you know, oh, look at that. Oh, my God. There's a big fat guy up there. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, but that's yeah. the one. Pirates life for me. Oh, it's great. Uh, Chris in uh, Maricopa. Last question. He says, is it okay to use the handicap stall when the rest of the bathroom is empty? It has so much more room. Jesus. Yes, if it's empty, it's there for somebody who's handicapped. Now, handicapped people will say, hey, don't be a douchebag. Don't use it. But I got to tell you, Danny, I use use the handicapped stall. I I do sometimes too, Ben. If the other stalls are too small, it's too claustrophobic. Can't relax. No poop comes out if you can't relax. (laughs) You got to relax your derriere, your sphincter. (laughs) Uh, he says, go Raiders, Chris. He's a fan. Yeah, like him already. And uh, as you heard in the interview, I hope you heard it, Chris. And Danny, you heard this. Uh, mm-hmm. Brent says he's still got he, he's got Raiders season tickets. Yeah. He's going to go to all the Raider games and all that. And he's got the Vissen stuff that he does in Vegas. But he's he's still a Raider fan, he said, despite the not doing the play-by-play anymore. Corey from Minnesota writes in. You've got mail. He says, have you ever taken psychedelics? He wants to know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spawned this question. Yes. Uh, no, I have never taken the uh, the mushrooms or, or any of that. Uh, Danny, have you ever dabbled in that world? Have you ever gone down that road? Not purposely. Uh, the, <laughs> the only thing I could think of is I was at a recording studio in my 20s. And they were all smoking there. That's a normal thing at a recording studio. Let's just call it coop, because our listeners will know what that is. 
Yeah. So in the recording studio, we're outside and they're smoking coop. And I, I felt really odd, though. I was like, well, this is not the normal feeling. Every day. And about a half hour later, my world was spinning. The only thing I could compare it to is when you get really drunk, you're holding on for dear life because your world is just rotating. And so I don't know if they sprinkled hashish or something on top of that. But from that point on, Ben, whenever I would go to a recording studio like that, because I worked in the hip hop world, when somebody offered a peace pipe, I was like, no, 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 that's all right. I'm good. Did you see any goblins, like hobgoblins? Did you try to hide under a table? (laughs) No, no, nothing like that. But I just remember... I was outside of the studio and my whole world was rotating. So that's the only thing. I mean, I have never, I would not do mushrooms. I've never done any hard drugs, never cocaine. I'm on drugs right now, man. You know, we grew up in the Len Bias era where we were just scared to death. Like we thought, oh my God, I could have an allergic reaction to drugs and die. Yeah, and I had the double whammy. I had a Jewish mother, and I also Len Bias and those guys. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Len Bias. There were other people, famous people, who weren't maybe in sports who dropped dead because they did the wrong thing. But that stuff still goes on today with the fentanyl, and, and, and mm-hmm. it's terrible. These kids – I had a buddy of mine in radio whose son uh, died because somebody put some fentanyl on something. He wasn't – you know whatever, yeah. weed or whatever it was, and so he ended up overdosing and passing away. It's, it sucks, man. You can't trust people you don't know. Yeah, for sure. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four. So because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Next up on the mailbag, uh, let's see here, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe. Let's go to Neil from the real Miami. He says, dear dynamic, dynamic duo, I have been dabbling in YouTube documentaries, and I saw one on Adam West, a 1966 Batman, and he says, you two have a lot in common. He was a radio guy, big fan of Hawaii, where he was recruited out of Hollywood because of his slick, seductive voice, uh, where he worked with William Shatner, who got him a huge boost like you, and he got a huge Warner Brothers contract like you. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I am a huge fan of the show. This show, The Real Neil, or Neil from The Real Miami says, rather, uh, he says, uh, big fan of the show, and I have a sentimental value as this was the one and only show I got that was exposed to as a in a refugee camp when my family and I escaped from Ukraine, the former Soviet Union, but pity party apart? Here's the question. Well, wow. I know you've told that. You've given us details, Neil, about your life experience, but I, I am fascinated by that you've lived that life and you've done something that you know, not not many have been able to accomplish and you're living a great life in miami you're a baller in south florida he says what childhood show do you and uh I danny g still keep in your heart and why mm-hmm. okay so uh, another sentimental question danny that we can answer here and Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, Saturday morning cartoons, game changer. Now, in terms of sports, this week in baseball. Oh, nice. This week in baseball. Who have notes? Oh, God. I could not wait for the for this. And that in L.A., where, you know, it's growing up, it, it it led into the game of the week on NBC. The game of the week, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Detroit Tigers are matched up, whatever it might be. And I love and But that was at a time we didn't get exposed to the other teams and the other sports uh, in the sports world. And so those are a couple for me. Any of the, any of the Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. Fat Albert, G.I. Joe, you go down the list, but even like the Jetsons and the Flintstones, which were not on Saturday morning. What, what about you, Dean? The Saturday before Saturday morning cartoons, my older brother and I would wake up early, Ben, and they would show reruns of different strokes. Okay. Before cartoons started. All right. And that, for whatever reason, we loved watching the reruns of different strokes. What's up, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? That's right. That was awesome. I screwed that up. See, I butchered the line. It's been so long. I knew the Willis part. The rest of it, I did not get right. I don't know if you'll remember this or not. I believe it was on Channel 2 in Southern California. On Sunday mornings, there was a guy rowing a fake rowboat into a studio. He was an artist, and he drew pictures of Popeye, and he hosted Popeye cartoons. 
I don't remember that. Kids would send in mail to him. They called it like squigglies, and they would do little shapes and stuff, and then he would draw a Popeye scene out of the kids' art that they would send into him. It was like a Captain Kangaroo type of guy? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this guy hosted those uh, Sunday cartoons, which included George, George, George of the Jungle, uh, <laughs> and and Speed Racer. We didn't have a lot of channels back then. No, we, we didn't. Yeah, and it sucked when you ditched school and you had to watch TV because you couldn't go to school, and you'd watch, like, Bob uh, Bob Ross, you know, painting or something like that. But I, I thought when you were describing the show originally, I thought you were going to say The Poor Man. Remember The Poor oh. Man had a TV show? On the, <laughs> yeah. on the, that a radio, came a little later for us. Yeah, he was uh, a, a radio guy at K-Rock in L.A. for years and created Loveline. And I think he sued everybody over that. I don't know if he ever won those lawsuits. I'm not sure how that played out. And the other show, which I don't know if you remember this, and maybe you don't even know who I'm talking about. There was a Wally, the guy named Wally George that hosted a show. It was like a political show. <laughs> it was the funniest thing because he did a he did a show on the weekends where he'd have guests on. It was like a late night talk show, kind of a Morton Downey Jr. type. That's an outdated reference, but it was a confrontational political type show. But during the week, he would do, I think it was a half hour show in the afternoon. And it was the perfect time, Danny, where all of us middle school school kids would get out of school and many of us would run home because he took phone calls. Oh. And we would do phony phone calls. We would prank call Wally George. And the reason we would do it, not not to say Baba Bowie. we wouldn't do that, but we would goof on him and he'd get so upset, Danny. And he, he'd hang, he'd hang up and start lecturing the person that would call in. And so that would just inspire hundreds of other kids to call in and bust his chops. And it was hilarious. I, we would laugh our ass. And we talk about that at school the next day. It's like, dude, were you the one that called? And, it, and I'm sure we weren't the only school that was doing that. I, I, like a bunch of junior high school kids just harassing Wally George, this political wow. guy, yeah, years ago. I remember that as well. So that is awesome. And running home from school, that reminds me, my older brother and I used to run home from the bus stop because we didn't want to miss the afternoon sports center. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That, that was, was must see TV. Yeah. We wanted to see the highlights. We wanted to see what was going on. And I remember the day Al Davis drafted Bo Jackson. And it was a story on SportsCenter. And we looked at each other and we're like, do you think he would play football? We were so excited. And, of course, the rest is history. But, yeah, man, that was like our portal into the sports world was that afternoon edition of SportsCenter. Yeah. And it was evening on the East Coast. But for us, it was was – what was it, 4 o'clock? It was 4 p.m. Yeah, 4 p.m. I remember that. And – I, I always love the trade rumors and Peter Gammons, mm-hmm. you know, given the yeah. inside information on that, you're like, Oh, I'm connected. Now Gammons is giving me the scoop. <laughs> I got the inside skinny now. Cause Gammons told me what's going on. And the funny thing about that is as an adult Gammons ripped me on Twitter, which is uh, you talk about going full circle, Danny. Because yeah. I, when, when Shohei Otani started at the beginning of his career with the angels, the first couple months did not go so well for Shohei. And I pointed that out, and Gammons was irate. I was furious that I would. Because something I had said kind of went viral, and Gammons saw it. And and he actually, we fu- we 
follow each other. It was a long story. Anyway, he, well, that's like a badge of honor. That yeah. would be like if Todd Bridges ripped me on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Like different strokes. Exactly. Uh, and uh, Neil wraps up the email, says, P.S. Scumbag, Justin in Cincinnati should only be allowed back on your live show when Deshaun Watson is back on the field. Terrible flop job on his part. China James style. Well, yeah, Justin embarrassed himself. And uh, he has to pay the price. I gave him the opportunity, Neil. You know this, and the fans of the show that are listening, you might know this as well. I gave Justin the opportunity for an appeal. We would do it in the court of Maller on air, and he could appeal his punishment. He chose not to do that. He's willing to accept his six-month ban from game. I don't know. You know, he's always been the kind of guy, Ben, who owns things even when he's goofing around. He'll own it. So if he didn't own it, I, I don't know if there's anything there. I oh, feel there, like there. he would have like owned it. No, no, he owned it. He did it. He he was the Manchurian candidate. He followed. The, Eddie uh, gave the sign, and Justin followed along, and it was horrible. <laughs> it's like Trump's house being raided. That's that's actually the sound of Eddie when he went through the plan. What what I just what I just played there. All right, let's see. All right. Uh, next up is Carlos in Houston. He says, Ben, what's the origin story of the gay magazine drop? It's one of my favorite drops on the show. You pay me $500,000, I'll endorse a gay magazine. You were way ahead of your time. Yes, I was. I was woke before woke was woke. It's <laughs> a great point, Carlos. <laughs> so, I, to be honest, I don't remember the context. It was years ago. It was Jake Warner uh, was my engineer and I was ranting about something on the weekends and I, if I remember correctly and I probably don't remember correctly, but it was like, I, I said, you know, I would do this before something else. I didn't, you know, for, you know, you pay me whatever. And I endorse a gay magazine. And uh, of course now who wouldn't endorse a gay magazine, but, but, uh, but thank you, uh, Carlos. I'm glad you enjoy that. And some of the other edited drops that were thrown. Not in. edited. Yeah, he says, uh, "What the uh, what the f happened to Sports Center?" Well, speaking of Sports Center, Danny, when and why did it get so crappy? Uh, let's go to our Sports Spec Sports Center expert, Danny G Radio, for more on this <laughs> developing story. Danny, your thoughts on why Sports Center is like a hot turd? Well, there used to be this amazing chemistry between the two hosts of Sports Center. Of course, the most famous, right, Dan Patrick. And his sidekick, Keith Oberman. Back, yeah. Keith Oberman, back in the day, who's now part of the iHeart family, right? <laughs> I I heard that promo running. Yeah. There were a couple other teams like that where the two guys had that synergy and that magic on air, and we couldn't wait to tune in and see those two guys. And all they did, Ben, was have fun and report the sports stories. That's all they did. Somewhere along the lines. Sports Center started to kind of go woke with a lot of their stories. They felt like they needed to be the change that they think America needed. Some viewers are going to change their viewing habits. That's just the bottom line. And I think that that started to happen with ESPN as a whole. And that also affected Sports Center, as you know. Yeah. And it's a great lesson. And we've, we've seen it in all sports. And I, they won't say it on the record. They'll never admit it on the record. But I've talked to people in the NBA in particular 
and I love the NBA and I love talking about the NBA, but I get more crap, Danny, when I talk about the NBA. Uh, you shouldn't do that. You know, all these idiots with the China thing and all that. But the NBA absolutely shot themselves in the foot with in 2020 with the uh, slogans on the court and the uniform and all that. And they assumed arrogantly that people, maybe they'll stop watching for a little bit, and but they'll come back, you know. But they haven't come back. <laughs> and and so the NBA was sermonizing and evangelizing and shouting it from the pulpit, telling people that they're bad people and they need to do this, that, and it, it basically admonishing the consumer. And a number of people said, F you and haven't come back. But the, as far as sports center and ESPN, I think the same concept, as you said, uh, applies there that. Uh, well, they used to have Jamel Hill. That's where they got off the tracks. Now, Ben, they've reeled it in because ESPN's latest president saw what we're talking about. And he was like, all right, remember they put out that famous memo to all their employees saying, let's try to get back to sports. And so they learned from that, but they took a hit from it as well. So there's just viewers that I don't think will ever go back to it. Yeah. No, it's true. And then the, the people that they lost, many of them were the diehard sports center loyalists. Where does sports and religion and state and all that mix together? I have a huge basketball IQ. LeBron can say whatever he wants after a game. I don't have to follow him on social media. I don't have to agree with his social opinions, but I am a fan of watching him play basketball. And so that's where I feel like with sports, it's an escape from the rest of the world. And so if I am a, a LeBron fan, on the court at least, I just want to watch him play basketball. Yeah, and that's the thing that they finally realized and gets very long, you know, very long-winded. If I'm the athlete and I have the means, I have the money and the celebrity, what I would try to do, just my humble opinion, but I would try to go into the community and meet with leaders use my money and fame if I needed to, to bring sides together. Um, I wouldn't want to do it right in the middle of the game or what people are tuning into to be entertained. Uh, I would do it on my own time in the community. Yeah. And know thy customer, right? Know thy customer. And that's an important. All right, moving on. Uh, next up is uh, Ozzy Waz, uh, Southern Cross, Western Australia, uh, writes in. He says, uh, Ben and Danny G, as you both have said with the Mallard Mobile and the Danny G Rocket, I too <laughs> recently have had an altercation with my Waz Mobile as a kangaroo decided to jump into the side of it and do a bit of damage. Maybe this should be for Danny G's animal podcast. Well, yeah, we got to get that going, Danny. <laughs> animal Thunderdome podcast. He says, my question is, though, do you guys have an encounter with a wild animal while driving? Have you had that encounter? Or is there anything in your neck of the woods that could do some damage? I do believe I tagged you on Twitter when it happened as I was listening to your show when the kangaroo did its business and I uh, love the podcast. Well, Ozzy was, listen, I, I, I hope you heard you probably didn't cause you were like blown away by the kangaroo, but we actually talked about that on the live air 
as Helmet Man would say, and that was amazing. That was the amount of damage, Danny, that this kangaroo did to poor Ozzy Waz there from Western Australia. Uh, what a what a, a debacle! There's real. I'm trying to think like where we live. There's bears and things like that, and we don't have crocodiles here. We don't have to worry about gators, so there's none of that. Like my run-ins with animals, I've I've I I had a, a rabbit I killed because it jumped in front of the car, and. Our main issue, I would say, Danny, driving the highways and byways of California is projectiles that people drop off their cars that cause damage. But have you had any run-ins or anything, Danny, that pop into your head there? No, you're right. Sometimes you're in a lane on a freeway in Southern California, and those rocks will come shooting up at your windshield. Yes. From those trucks carrying the gravel. Uh, that is hairy as it gets where we live because we don't have you know deer running in front of us where we're at um i i guess the only thing i could think of off the top of my head is that when i lived in santa maria california i was running a a pismo beach radio station on the coast and i was backing out of my driveway one day i get out of the car and look i ran over a snake (laughs) i was yeah, yeah, because I was in a uh, an area where the condos were where I lived. There were a lot of fields and some rolling uh, green grass and some dry grass. Um, so there were some snakes back there on the hiking trail. And I ran over one of them, Ben. That that was like, for me, a smile because I don't like snakes. So I was like, ha ha, take that, sucker. Did you, so grab, just, did you grab the dead snake and hold it up as a trophy? And I did. I twirled it around over my head. Okay. South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I raised it up for South Kakalaka. Uh, that's the only animal that I've ever ran over. Okay. I, I do recall I was in Pennsylvania with my younger brother. We were driving through the, we drove all the way from Philly to Pittsburgh, but we stopped off in, uh, what was the, it was an old civil war town, Gettysburg. Okay. Uh, famous Gettysburg Address. And so there were tons of deer. Like I remember deer running in front of the car. I was like, well, this is something I don't get. Uh, I don't get in California. Actually, which is not totally true because going to, to uh, what's the national park I like to go to with the the big trees there? Oh, uh, Sequoia. Sequoia, yeah. There are deer that roam when you're coming down the hill from Sequoia. So every once in a while, but not, not in the hustle and bustle of the the city all right uh, ne- uh thank you ozzy was uh, thank you for listening i appreciate that international guy we this is an international show danny in australia all over the world all right mike from fullerton writes in uh, he says i'm still somewhat of a recent addition to the Maller militia and last week you brought up that some longtime fans of the show are bitter about the airtime i've been getting With that in mind, I thought I'd just tell you which of your celebrity fans have been welcoming and which ones haven't just because I was the new guy, Mike says. He points out that Shane in Des Moines, the late-night drug tester, and Justin in Cincinnati have been great, while Mr. Nice Guy, Justin Cooper, and Alfie Alien Opiner have been nothing but rude to me. Uh, Mike says, my question is, do you ever worry about your more rabid fans like Alf 
bullying away new contributors. Well, I wouldn't say Alf per se, but Mike, as you know, and I want to know your story. Maybe next week, Mike, you can tell me your story. You have become a rabid fan of our show. Like all of a sudden you have become a diehard supporter the last couple of months, but you're, you're, you've been around a while. Why all of a sudden, I, I always wonder how guys fall into the show like Mike from Fullerton, but we have had cases where listeners have been chased away because there's a lot of competition for attention. And the the greatest example of that was Ernie, the great opiner who got attacked. In fact, Alf was part of that onslaught. The, Ernie, the, the great opiner was the, he was, he had Ernie as his avatar from Bert and Ernie. And he got a lot of attention on the show. He was in the spotlight and uh, some of the other customers the other groupies of the show were very upset. They wanted brevity when it comes to Ernie the Great Opiner, and they attacked him, and he actually quit the show. So it does happen. Uh, it does does happen. And we we want to. Can we all get along, right? Can we all get along? It's like the damn rally courts in high school. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a lot of drama. It doesn't need to be a lot of drama, but there's a lot of drama. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's Location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. I got mail! Yay! I got mail! Yay! Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Pierre from the Commonwealth writes in. He says, this is more of an apology than a question. I'd like to apologize to the great Danny G for my question about self-serve vending machines. A couple of weeks ago, I feel partially responsible for his Pinkberry screw job, <laughs> uh, but not to the point of restitution. While I do feel bad 
Pierre says, I do feel bad that Danny G got taken to the cleaners. I cannot reimburse him because as of yet, I have not been able to cash a single one of these FSR Twitter contributor checks. Very funny. My I am $10 lighter in the pocket from that Pinkberry machine. He says, my question to Danny G, if not uh, already answered back on Saturday, is did all of the cards that him and his Tinderoni put in the machine get charged? I know he mentioned four cards total and a $5 bill. So the total heist would have been $25 if my Maller math is correct. That's signed Pierre from the Commonwealth. So, Danny, give us the inside skinny. Spill the beans! No, so three of the four cards that we put into the machine, they just said um, uh, cancel, transaction canceled with an X. Only one time did it say processing, and that was my Dodger debit card, and that did charge $5. And then the $5 bill obviously got snaked. So out $10, the other cards were not charged. Uh, so stand down. Yeah. Everything's okay, Pierre. It, well, not okay. You're out 10 bucks, but. Yeah. But, dude, I'm shook because that's like a quart of gas I could have bought. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It was like, oh, gas prices are down. No, they're they're, they're so expensive. There's still much more than we were paying a year ago or two years ago. This is how shitty everything has been with inflation and the cost of living. When my Tinneroni says, oh, my God, look at that gas station. It's only $5.49. No, that's not not a good deal. No. No, you would have crapped your pants a couple of years ago if gas got up to $5.49. Exactly. That gas should be three dollars a gallon. Is what that gas should be. Uh, Even it's like when you eat somewhere really, really expensive, and then the next day you go to a normal place, and you think that those prices are so low. It's a mind trick. Yeah, it's it's your perspective. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Next up is Tammy in Montana. She says, hey, men of the fifth hour, I want to give recognition to the people sending in emails for the mailbag. They are always great. Well, don't say always, Tim. Anyway, uh, Vols fan Jimmy and I love the cuss words, so let them out. So Tammy would like to see us use a lot of profanity on the podcast. But we've decided to cut back on that. We, we did dabble in bad words. But we made a editorial decision, Danny, that it's probably in our best interest to not go down that road, right? And and it's an homage to guess who, who used to, who used to bleep the word, kind of bleep the word, but you could still hear the word. Oh, Jim, he, uh, Jim Healy. Healy, yeah. Jim it's Healy. a tri- it's a tribute to Healy. Jim Healy, a great radio broadcaster from before most people were alive. And I was a little kid when he got off the radio, but Jim, uh, when he went off the radio, but Jim would. He would play bad words, but he put the beep in there. So you thought maybe it was beep, but he put it in after the word, kind of yeah. a little of the word. And Ben explained that on a podcast almost a year ago. And ever since I've been doing it that way. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tammy says he wrote in all caps. So this is important. Uh, Danny, Tammy says, I require the nickname roll call. So without oh, further ado, Danny, Tammy. Is, Tammy. what a woman wants, a woman gets most. I just got done giving her props on last weekend's yeah. podcast. And now she's going to do this. Danny, she wrote in all caps. Oh, okay. God. All caps. Uh, so I am known as Baron, the Baron of Balderdash, big gallbladder, Venice, the menace, Captain Niger. Coochie. The Duke oh, of the North Woods. I have more drops. 
Go to hell, Bill Miller. General of Degenerates, Tycoon. I got it all over me. Of T's. Master of Disaster. You got to let it breathe, Danny. Be yeah. Hustler. Biatch. Of Filibuster. Thanks, Tammy. Night Light of Night Life. How about a lace cutting? Pummeler of Producers. Uh, I can attest to that. Benny Brightside, Manatee of Insanity. Marconi Maller. Wrong. Moneyline Maller. There's one of those birds go. Emissary of Embellishment. Weeknight Windbag. Wizard of Wacky. Slayer of Naysayers. Remember that one, Danny. Slayer of Naysayers. That deserves an extra drop. I like the extended wiener. Grand Goober of Gab, the oligarch of Dark, (laughs) Tower of Babel, on, Honest Adonis, Nocturnal Colonel, the underdog of Monologue, and the Holy Pope of the Slippery Slope. Quality content right there. I have other nicknames if you want, Danny. I have no, other no thank nicknames. You. She says she wants the uh, the entire nickname. No, I think Tammy did enough damage. All right. Uh, Sunday mailbag, Tammy says, was one of the best. I love memory lane from you two and hearing the old drops. Question, if you had no choice but to move in with an ex, would you uh, or would you sleep in a bus shelter? <laughs> That's interesting. And she says, Ben, if your wife was naked and covered in ranch dressing and wanted you to get <laughs> off, would you, uh, could you do that? No, I could not do that. I, oh, come on, Ben. I would take a shower oh, or a bath or something like that. That's I, a lie. I do not want the devil's blood. That's a lie. Uh, Danny, you, what about? You'd get some carrot sticks and celery and you'd start dipping that off. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 not having uh, <laughs> now I, I would, if it was like she was covered in a, in a big thing of cool ranch Doritos, I might go there. Cause that's just ranch flavoring. It's not <laughs> actually ranch dressing. So I might go if it's cool ranch. If she's covered in cool ranch Doritos, uh, then I might go that direction. Now, Danny uh, X or bus shelter, which one would you pick on that? Yikes. Well, my Tinderoni listens to this podcast, so I'm going to say a bus shelter. Okay, that's a good choice by you. Always a a good option there. And uh, I think I wouldn't go bus shelter. I think I'd pick a underpass on the 405 freeway. I think that's where I would would hunker down. (laughs) And uh, Tammy says, always remember, I love you and will defend you. Well, thank you, Tammy. I appreciate that. Balls fan Jimmy writes in from Big Orange Country. we got to pick up the pace here. Time is getting past us. Uh, she, uh, he says, uh, Vols fan Jimmy, for both of you, would you rather take responsibility for losing the championship or have a teammate take credit for the win when you deserved it? Well, you'd rather be winning. Yeah, I'd rather win. And the people that know, know. Yeah. You, you Especially the owner of the team. So who cares yeah. if you got the credit or not? You don't know what you don't know, and you know what you know, and that whole thing. All right, Blake in Arkansas writes, and thank you, Jimmy. Blake in Arkansas says, I have jumped up and down since day one that Deshaun Watson won't play this year, if ever. To your credit, Blake in Arkansas says, 
you are the only host that I have heard say you didn't think he would play in 22 either pre-NFL appeal. I was and am still shocked, he wrote in all caps, Blake did, that the Browns signed him. In the real world, people have been canceled for a shit ton less. He's a bum. I am as anti-cancel culture as you are, but if there ever was a damn good reason to cancel, well, it's him. Does that make me a Karen? Okay. Uh, Well, Danny will have to be judging you on your Karen ability. And, of course, we need to change the name because Eddie's wife is named Karen. So, I don't know. That's a little uncomfortable when we use the word Karen. Uh, But it's not canceling. It's putting on timeout which is okay. I got put on timeout when I was a kid. You do something wrong. You go to the the principal's office, you go to the detention and all that. And so it's okay. And you are correct though. Like you talk about people getting canceled. Some of the, some of the, the bull crap that has happened here. Remember the guy that did the Kings grant Napier. Yeah. And he said, all lives matter. He got canceled for that. Uh, In fairness though, a lot of people said he was a major dickwad for years leading up to that. Yeah, but that was a takedown by DeMarcus Cousins and those guys. They, they were they wanted to get rid of him. But I mean, he had that job for like 30 years in Sacramento. Yeah, I think that was just like getting a cranky old teacher out of their position. Yeah, well, I, I think it was uh, ridiculous. And there, there were several others that have lost uh, gigs because of um, – just mere words, uh, not action. Yeah. Yeah. Words uh, that, that got lost. But is this guy a Karen? Is Blake a Karen, Danny? No. Uh, and you know, the time I met Deshaun Watson, he was super relaxed. <laughs> now it makes sense. Hey, he must must have had a nice <laughs> massage. Must have had a nice- you know what? Bobo had a great thought on this a couple of weekends ago when the the two hosts that we were producing. We're going back and forth about the whole Deshaun Watson suspension. Uh, Bubble said, everybody keeps talking about this, but nobody's telling the truth. Deshaun Watson just fucked 30 girls from Instagram, and those girls all saw they could get a payday, and so they all have the same story now. He's like, <laughs> all he did was fuck groupies from Instagram. Jeez. Well, <laughs> I, we, were, we were talking at work the other day, and we were trying to figure out the origin. Like, assuming the Watson did have this massage fetish, like he had this kinky massage thing. Like, did it start at Clemson? Did it start in high school? Like, and and one of the guys, and I don't know if they want me to give them credit, but one of the one of the people at work said they think what happened was that Watson, uh, his first ever massage ended with a uh, little rub and uh, a little uh, tongue bath. And because of that, that was his thing. And so now he expects that wherever he gets a massage. And so when it doesn't happen, he's tremendously disappointed because he associates a massage with that nice, fun stuff for him. You know, so. huh. All right. Uh, next up is Brianna. She says, I've been a loyal listener to the Big Ben show for 15 years. Double lane crossing Bob was the best assistant, and Danny G has phenomenal chemistry and talent for the radio wiry Ben. The fifth hour has become must-listen. Well, God bless you, Brian. Here's my question. What's your favorite winery in uh, Santa Inez? And if you don't have a favorite, 
What's your top two or three choices? I've been a member of Sunstone and enjoy their wines. What region do you prefer the most? Temecula, Santa Ynez, or Paso, uh, Paso Robles? I, well, I'm not a, I'm not a wine drinker, so I'm not the guy to ask, but Danny G is the expert. I have spent of those three Temecula's near San Diego. I spent a lot of time in, and probably in Paso Robles more than any on the way up through central California. Have any advice here for our friend Brianna, Danny? Uh, when you're driving through wine country, you know what? Whatever catches your eye. Like, that's why they all try to have the best curb appeal, because there's so many to choose from. So we usually will go by. Look at that one. Look at how amazing that one looks. And honestly, we'll just stop at one that we didn't even read a review on just because of the way it looks. And then you go in and just do the wine tasting, get your buzz on. And then, you know, go to the next one. A lot of it is just curb appeal, honestly. Well, you want to enjoy the journey. You don't want to have a destination. Let's see what pops up along the way. I will do some quick ones here, Danny. We'll get out on a few quick ones. Barry in Nashville says, Yo-Yo Ma Benny, the Lions are the featured team on Hard Knocks this year. What a joke. Well, the Lions are a joke. Will you be watching this season of Hard Knocks? Might be the only way people watch the Lions this year. No, that's not true, Barry. Everyone watches the Lions one day a year. Thanksgiving. (laughs) <laughs> One day a year, we all watch the Lions, and, and, and that's our, our charity. Uh, I will watch Hard Knocks, but I don't watch it the night the show airs because I've got my other things to do. I usually watch it on demand on the weekends. I'm a week behind Hard Knocks. Did you see that passionate speech from that Lions player? I did. I saw. I, I did see that bouncing around. So He was crying. This is not who we are. We don't have a losing record like that. It was uh, uh, Jamal Williams that gave that speech. I think there's a chance that he knew that he was on camera and that might be Uh, hard knocks, you think? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. All right. Uh, Travis in Roseburg, Oregon, says he's vacationing in the Bay Area this week, picked up a little Ghirardelli chocolate along the way. How much of that goes to your pocket, Danny G? 3% of the purchase. Good. Uh, Tony in Seattle says, Benjamin and Danny G, what is your all-time most embarrassing moment? I don't know that we have time to get into that now. I've had many embarrassing moments. Most of them involve the radio. Although, one, I was at the Fox lot. I've told this story before. And I uh, I sat on a chair. There was a screw that was sitting up on the side of the chair. I ripped my pants. <laughs> and I had to walk out of the Fox studios with all these big TV people. And I had to walk kind of out. Of, I walked down a fire escape. I walked with my butt to the wall because my pants were ripped and you could see my underwear. It was very embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nick in Wisconsin says, Ben and Danny G, would you rather lose your sense of taste or lose your sense of touch? I did lose my sense of taste and smell when I had COVID last year. And my wife gets upset because I wasn't that upset by it. She was very emotional. Oh, my God, my life is over. It's like, this is great. I can eat vegetables now. I can't taste them. <laughs> I, Bella's, Bella's got terrible breath. She's an old dog. I can, I can get right in her face. It doesn't matter. I like, This is really not that bad. But I, I was happy when those things came back. But yeah. I, I, I didn't really mind it that much. But if it was forever, yeah. that's, that's a tough one. Uh, and uh, last one, Jason in Rocky Mountain, Virginia says, yes, guys, I am fascinated by your pending move to Burbank or Burbank. That will happen in the next few years. Uh, so ask your bosses if they need any extra wires. I've got a shit ton uh, laying around that I can ship to you. Uh, anyways, keep killing it on the pos, uh, podcast. So that's Jason. And uh, everyone else, I'm sorry if we didn't get to you. 
Oh, great questions this week. Yeah, this was a really good mailbag. Yeah. I, I think it's because I put I posted on Monday. So I think what I'll do now is I'll post on Monday. Oh boy. Mailbag. No? The listeners all unleashed a beast. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Danny, we got to get out of here. You got places to go. I got things to do. I'll be back uh, tonight. I know I was away a couple days because uh, my brother was in town, so I had to take a couple nights off. You know, family from New York, my my nieces, I they're all pretty much grown up now. They're almost grown up, so I had to see them before they, they run off and live their own lives. I'll never see them again. Uh, and uh, But I'll be back tonight behind uh, the magic microphones at Fox. And what do you have going on, Danny? Yeah, right before your first show of the week, I'll be in there having fun with Covino and Rich. And then Arnie Spaniard's in there with Chris Plank before you get on the mic. Outstanding. Listen, have a great day. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Give us those reviews. Tell a friend we need we have no budget. We have no marketing campaign. There's no billboards. There's hardly any promos running for this thing. So it really is word of mouth advertising. And oh. it means a hell of a lot. You tell people, and you know, even if it's just one person and they they listen, boy, that helps us out a lot. Yeah, as Ludacris would say, word of mouth. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Pasta, pasta. Got a murder. Got to go. Hey, it's Maller here. It's bracket season, and you can pre-register now for the Fox Sports Radio Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Get details, rules, and pre-register today so you can easily create your winning bracket when it's live on March 17th. Once you fill out your bracket, you'll be entered for a chance to win the ultimate college sports trip for you and a friend, including travel and stays at any graduate hotel's location sponsored by Tractor Supply and Graduate Hotels, where college fans stay. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.